Hi there. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help. I encourage you to speak up, spread the word, and please take care. Now on to the conversation. Let me see if, uh, can you see me okay? I can see you. Hi, good morning. <laughs> it's it's actually nicer if we see each other, I oh, think. <laughs> I, I agree. It's good to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thank you so much for taking the time. That's yeah, so nice. Yeah. So exciting. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm very excited. So how's the weather over there? In Lisbon, it's good. It's really good. It's pleasant. It's, it's a nice <laughs> summer. I can't complain. <laughs> oh, good, good. Uh, I thought that we might have some complications because of the, the time difference, but I, it seems that the weather is still okay over there, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the summer here in Portugal, it's nice. That's why I escaped Florida, because, you know, <laughs> the hurricanes and the humidity. Here's the opposite. It's super dry and Hopefully no hurricanes. <laughs> they have earthquakes, but uh, <laughs> the earthquake is, has been waiting since the 1700s. So. Oh, yeah. So let's let's keep that track record then. Let's not worry <laughs> yeah. about that. So I'm really excited to talk to you. You've done a variety of different things and uh, you've gotten some writing out there. But can you tell me about your beginnings? Can can we begin there? Well, I I've always... I started to uh, read and write very early because I I was very curious um, mm. and I found that not reading was like kind of being blind. <laughs> <laughs> so I I started very early to write poetry. As soon as I started to to read and write, uh, my mom taught me how to read and mm. write. Before I went to school, I started doing poetry. I think. It was just yeah. like something from very, very early. <laughs> it just came to you. It was, it was easy, right? It just felt yeah. like uh-huh. Yeah. You, you know that Israeli movie, The Kindergarten Teacher, that the little boy uh, is reciting poetry? I love that, that, <laughs> that movie because, I, and I guess many children, they have a lot of poetry inside, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and was this in Brazil? You're from Brazil, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was in, yeah. I was born in Copacabana. Oh, okay. In Rio. <laughs> yeah. And you, you had written this article and I uh, got to read a little bit of it when I was doing some, some prep for it. You, you had this, it seems like a memory of, of you and uh, your family. And can you tell me about what it was like growing up there? You know, the city has changed a lot. It, I feel nowadays, I feel like I was born in another country in another city that no longer exists mm. um, brazil's population was much um smaller compared to now it more than doubled by wow. now and rio was 
had much more of a small, smaller city uh, fe uh, feeling than now. Yeah, yeah, it was a different way of life. Uh, mm -hmm. Brazil changed a lot, uh, especially in the eighties, uh, in the mid eighties. Yeah. Uh, started growing more violent. Um, mm. That has caused a great impact on my my writing. I think yeah. um, these frustrations with uh, violence in Latin America. So, what was it that changed? What was it that m created that environment? Was it just a political political strife, or was it uh, increase of poverty? Do you think, or well, the the poverty changed its outlook. I think the misery before was actually worse in certain places mm -hmm. it's just that the whole world changed a lot too like we've seen so many changes mm -hmm. uh since the 70s yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just the face of the world too like do you still have a lot of family over there in in brazil i do somewhat i have my friends too i i always mm. go i always first i always publish my books in brazil um oh, okay i i I feel a strong connection to the language, to the Portuguese language. Mm -hmm. I'm very slow to write in English <laughs> to get my things translated into English. <laughs> yeah, and I don't blame you because Portuguese is such a beautiful language. I speak Spanish and I feel like it's Portuguese light. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, I do want to learn Portuguese. I, I just feel like I'm missing out. I like this mixture too, you know, because by now, you know, I speak a, a lot of Spanish uh, in the U.S. Yeah. And I, I, I mix them all up in my head. <laughs> so Yeah, it, yeah. You're managing several languages. That must get uh, pretty confusing. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but you still prefer Portuguese. That's how the writing comes out. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Because I do, I do have the ability to write in English, but it's just not the language of my heart yeah yeah <laughs> but I, I i like english a lot too sometimes yeah. i write poetry and i translate poetry mm -hmm. but it's just that i i also think there's so many people writing in english mm -hmm. and we we need we need to keep our uh, Portu the portuguese the brazilian portuguese language going <laughs> yeah because in each language you you think differently yeah so english makes you think in a completely different way than Portuguese, and I I don't always feel so comfortable thinking this more logical way. Um, so, just backing up a little bit, do you remember when you decided to make this? You know, I know a lot of people don't have this moment where they decide to be writers. You know, or they <laughs> that's like this is my big moment, but you, you just kind of <laughs> fall into it. Do you remember having memories of desperately wanting to be a writer, or was it more? like a slow revelation to you no no it was never slow i i think that this was very clear from the moment i started writing poetry mm. when i was like yeah. maybe the latest six between oh, wow. four and six wow. i i was very sure about my writing yeah. not about publishing but sure. my connection with writing yeah. i i don't like publishing much i like to write <laughs> but publishing is another word it's getting right. out there do you remember your first memory of your writing do you remember what you wrote 
I do, I do. I, I, I remember exactly that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because I wrote a little poem about tears and I was very sad and I, I was crying and I thought, oh, I cry so much, so many tears, but my sadness still stays with me. When, when will I be able to cry it all out? Mm. <laughs> so mm. I, I do remember that instance for what sure. What made you cry? Do you remember that or was it just that a... I don't remember, but I remember I was very sad. <laughs> it's this deep sadness, you know, Yeah, it's so yeah. deep. <laughs> I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but there's that, that beautiful word that you, that you folks have for longing, right? It's, yes. It's a happy, sad longing. Is that right? Yes. So that, yeah. yes. One of the most beautiful words in the world. I, I have to say <laughs> it feels like, uh, a child of that age shouldn't be that wise. <laughs> well, do, do you feel like that's something that you, you still carry? You, do you naturally go for the sadness in the writing? Well, I think it's, it's more like the other way around because the, the sadness does catch me. But I do not like to publish things that are too sad. Like mm. when I publish, I like to make things that are, have more humor and I... I uh, more surrealistic and uh, yeah. it depends. It really yeah. depends because I like different things. Sure. I like to do sure. different things, but but I think one thing is to decide how to to write, and that's something that I've always done. But then it's another thing to decide to be some uh, more professional about the writing because mm -hmm. you can spend your whole life being amateur mm -hmm. and not taking your writing so so seriously. And um, I, I, I always thought also that I should do other things first mm -hmm. before taking this step. Uh, mm -hmm. I wanted to do other jobs. I, I, I worked for a bank. I worked in the financial markets. Yeah, I worked yeah. at law firms. Mm -hmm. I, I just wanted to grow in, in different environments yeah, and yeah. then dedicate myself to the writing. And, and so it was after my 30s that I decided, mm -hmm. okay, now I'm going to take writing more seriously and yes, <laughs> take it as a career, you know. Right, right. I think that happens a lot where we all have to survive. I mean, and the people that yeah. I'm interested in talking to are the people who have to go to work. We all got to go to work. Yeah. And that's how we yeah. pick up things. but. Do you have memories from work that yeah. have made your writing better, that you felt like you've had experiences in your regular jobs that, that pushed you to pursue writing or made you a better writer? Oh, I think, I think life in general. I think mm -hmm. also I've, I've had all these experiences in living in different countries. Like I lived in for a year in Paris, then London for seven to eight years, then New York, now Florida. <laughs> you know, the, yeah. all these moves and dealing with different people and environments. Mm -hmm. I, I guess that just those are building blocks yeah. to something not better or worse than somebody who stays in their own country doing their own thing but it's just different building blocks you know right and you have this beautiful article that you wrote about it i love the the metaphor that you had for it of 
trees yeah could you share that metaphor with me yeah the trees with the the roots that yes. are spinning yeah that's how i feel yeah because trees normally don't change places mm -hmm. but then if you move that's how i i feel like there's this strength from something permanent but the yeah. the motion of yeah. uh of displacement right uh, so yeah that's you definitely pay off that metaphor with this phrase of gasping for air which i yeah. think a lot of immigrant folks or folks from other cultures who are coming to a different place definitely feel that i that yeah. explains very clearly the way that i felt coming to the united states when i was a kid when i was really young and uh -huh. you feel like you don't know the language, you you don't know how to yeah. connect with people. And there's those cultural things that you don't have words for. Yes. That are like these big barriers that, that you can't get yeah. through. Do you feel like yeah. you got to overcome those things through your writing? I, I don't think so, quite honestly. I, I don't think I'll, I'll ever overcome this feeling of strangeness, yeah. estrangement, because I think that's something i was born with in a way i i felt that in brazil and i feel that when i go back there i feel that here in portugal anywhere i am i feel a little bit foreign but that's exactly this distance that um feeds into my writing and um mm -hmm. it's like an energy too you know yeah I do not like to write anything very realistic. I prefer to write more allegorical kind of literature, mm -hmm. both in poetry and fiction. Um, I've been reading a lot of Hertha Müller. I, I love her. Yeah. Can you tell me about her? It's this feeling of being in another layer, you know, mm. uh, because we, we get too much reality nowadays. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's just and, and and we we need the, the the imagination i think as humans we don't give enough value to our imagination you know it's always being crushed or or otherwise it has to be transformed into something worth of money you know Agreed. and it, yeah. <laughs> and imagination is our it's 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 our wealth it's it, it really is yeah. it's what we have the best that distinguishes us from anything else right and so i i'm a big fan <laughs> you mentioned this this writer could you could you tell me specifically what you like about her writing or other writers who have inspired you oh there are so many i i feel very inspired by many writers yeah. you get, <laughs> give, give me a couple give me a couple because i i need inspiration too <laughs> oh well i guess gogo uh inspires me a lot you know the russian writers um but Herta Miller right now is one of my favorites, but I, I'm also a big fan of Balzac. Um, mm. I, I just, I just mix and match. <laughs> I, I, I always have piles of books around. I get very chaotic. My, my kids are always saying, mom, you never finish a book. <laughs> and, and, and I, I mix and mix and then something comes out. <laughs> so I love Virginia Woolf too. Mm. Um, 
So you're very comfortable gathering and going from one to the other. I yeah, I, I like need that. that. Too. <laughs> yeah, I cannot read from page one to the end. I can't. Very, very rarely, very rarely, because I I really take advantage of this chaotic um, state state in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does it feel like when you're in that state? If you go from one to the other, what what do you feel you're looking for? Normally, I'm looking for something, something different, something that I, something that will surprise me. Um, the idea of travel too, like imaginary travels, mm. and uh, not being too attached to to reality. I think reality is overrated these days <laughs> for sure <laughs> i hate this yeah. reality shows and and also oh, writings yeah. that are just portraying reality uh, you know i <laughs> i i i don't know <laughs> no but that's that's the truth i i think that our societies they really downplay the importance of imagination and i personally believe that it's the best tool to communicate and to bridge gaps, right? Because there's people who disagree yeah. with you, especially you know this better than anyone as, as somebody who's been around a lot of different places. That's the glue that connects yeah. people who are different from each other. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's such a shame that it's imagination is in short supply. We don't have, we don't have <laughs> enough of it. So what are people afraid of that they don't like imagination, that they don't like going outside of the reality that they live yeah, in. Yeah, that's really strange. For me, I have a hard time to to understand because I think people are afraid of dreaming, you know? Yeah. Even of the dream state because we we dream. I hopefully we dream every night. We spend quite a few hours mm -hmm. dreaming. That is also just as important mm -hmm. to be being too awake. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, might yeah. be damaging to I, the I soul. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> being too awake is damaging to the soul. I'm gonna write that down, so I get reminded every single day. Because opening my eyes is not the same as being awake. I think you're, exactly you're, you're very right about that. So, do you have a project that you worked on that was really hard for you, or can you share the process of a project that you put together? Oh, I find writing books very challenging because I my thoughts are very fragmented and uh, I'm very <laughs> I have a hard time to organize everything. And I just finished a book uh, on pathophysics, oh. and uh, it's it's a very allegorical book. It took me five years, oh, which wow. was extremely difficult for me to mm -hmm. to go there. It was. A little bit based on Rabelais and the grotesque, and mm. but it's also like um, an alternative Latin. It's based. My my writing always has a connection with Latin America because mm -hmm. I am fascinated by our, you know, by yeah. Latin yeah. America and the culture. And, right. But then I like to mix, uh, like Gogol is a character in this book, uh, oh. my previous book. I put Dostoevsky landing uh, in Rio. <laughs> I, I, I like to mix the, the, the writers and the sceneries and the places. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's very much a reflection of your experience because you have, at your core, at your soul, you still have home with you, right? Yes. But, but then... 
what what do we do with these other influences that came from a completely it's, different side of the world? Uh, yeah, I, I love that. It's a it's a great opportunity to create something completely new that nobody yeah. has seen before. So, what was the hardest part about it? What was the the hardest part about finishing that book? Well, actually, it was reaching the the end. Uh, that was pretty hard mm. uh, because there were there's so many characters, and it is just hard to coordinate. It was also a bit like uh, the master and Margarita, you know, by Bulgakov, and it was just difficult thing. And I was like, why did I did I put myself into this situation? Uh, and then I went through the whole book with my uh, editor in Brazil. Well, she's in Greece, actually. Oh. but we read through the whole uh, book. And uh, it was really nice, because then I finally reached the end through mm -hmm. this oral reading with her. Oh, okay. Um, and it just happened smoothly, just because we were reading the whole book together orally yeah. and um and then it was a, a great experience because every all the characters were talking and taking mm -hmm. another life of their own mm -hmm. and but it was not easier I, it's never easy but probably the hardest one is now that it, the book is going to be published and yeah. and i and i really feel so scared of being <laughs> out there <laughs> It is so frightening to yeah. publish. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Let me be one of the first to congratulate you on your, Thank on your you. book. Uh, Thank you. Is this you. Your, your first publication that's coming out? No, no, no. This is uh, my f uh, fifth uh, book. So it doesn't uh, get any easier. <laughs> it no. to the, the little bit of jitters there. <laughs> Every time, even if I pl publish on the internet, just um, a an yeah. article an essay i get so nervous i i get really nervous yeah. i yeah i feel exposed um mm. it's it's also hard because as a writer you have this introspective personality to be a writer mm. but then the way things are these days you get even more exposed than before right so it's just it's just hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> You have nothing to be to be concerned about. I I did read your article that you had on your website, and it's just such a, a beautiful piece about. Thank you. That that a lot of people, a lot of people can connect with, and I certainly had a connection with that feeling of just not being able to find a place. You know, once you yes. leave, once you leave home, I mean, what what is there? There's to no do? coming back, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what led you to? to the U.S., if I may ask, because you were here and you studied a, a bit, correct? I first uh, went to the U.S. on an exchange program, a high school exchange program. I went to Texas, and th that was my wow. first connection with the U.S. <laughs> talk about a, Talk about a change there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was, wow. <laughs> yeah. Can, can From, you tell me about that? Yeah. Tell me about Texas back yeah, then. Yeah, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> I went from Rio, you know, and before people were not traveling like now, you know, yes. uh, it was a very different situation. Tickets were still being issued in many different copies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't lose the ticket. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
um, so I went to San Angelo, Texas, and then Temple, Texas. I went to Central Texas mm -hmm. as an exchange student, and it was really um, um, quite a cultural uh, experience. But I have to say that even though that was like a big, big change for me, one of the things that had more impact even on me was the week I crossed the Amazon River oh, wow. uh, when I was in my early 20s. That really was life-changing for me because oh. uh, we, we took just the local uh, catamaran boat uh, with 800, 900 people sleeping on hammocks and just, just experiencing Brazil from a very different perspective. Uh, wow. seeing the children um, I just 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 going uh, by doing on and on the road a trip in Brazil that that I did mm. when I was very young that was also that was more life-changing even yeah. than my exchange program because Brazil is, is is very large but I think most people they just stay within you know Sao Paulo Rio but my husband and I, we just took the bus and we just went around mm -hmm. Brazil by bus or by boat. <laughs> and I saw a lot of poverty. I saw people offering me their children to wow. take. You see all these contrasts because it's so, I also saw so many beautiful beaches, so many beautiful places, so much uh, the vastness of the country. Yeah. Um, that that caused a big impression, really. Um, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, to see that much disparity in one yes. country, especially in your home. Yes. I mean, I can. That definitely makes sense. That you would say how it's imprinted on your writing, how it's just completely become a part of who you are. But you you just felt like you know what? I I need to know my country. I need to like your husband yeah. and, and yourself decided yeah. to to do that. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Did you feel an immediate change, like you came out of that as just a completely different person, or is that something that you're you're feeling now looking back on that? I've, I've always felt that the impact of the children on me was extremely uh, relevant for my life because I'm very concerned about children. Mm. Um, I'm very concerned about children who are victims of stray bullets in, in, in Rio and in big cities. Yeah. Also in the U.S., yeah. there are many children victims of stray bullets. Yeah. And um, so, so it opened my eyes to the to this, the fact that sometimes I think grown-ups, they think too much about themselves. Yeah. But then you have the children, you know, they have no protection. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Yeah. It's really tough. And I, I appreciate yeah. those comments because given the recent news this week in, in our country, it seems like, and I wrote this the moment I heard that because I was just so angry about yeah. a lot of the things that have happened in particular i mean uvalde and texas and now we have yes. the overturning of roe yes. v wade these are things that are damaging our children and so yes. we're talking about just something that is at its base just not in the best interest of children in this country yes and yes. i wrote i wrote down you know there's victories all over for people for adults for yeah. grown-ups but children never win they never win 
Never. And we we have our children in schools doing drills. Yeah. <laughs> every month. Yeah. And nobody is really aware of the impact of that. Right. Like these children are hi- in the U.S. Children are hiding under their desks yep. and inside closets yep. every every month to practice. Right. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, trust me, it's a, uh, it's been something that my wife and I talk a lot about because we're in the thick of it. I mean, we don't know what the future holds for this generation. And yeah, I love that mission of yours to share that imagination because I believe that rhetoric doesn't work like people with billboards yeah. doesn't work. We need stories. To change yes. it. And maybe that's me being overly optimistic and, and feeling like life is a dream, but <laughs> <laughs> what else do we, we have? <laughs> exactly. Well, we, we have to fight for the dreams. Yeah. And also, if we raise our children, they have to be able to dream and have hope. You can't, you can't raise them in a world that is so dry. Yeah. That, yeah. That you only have <laughs> um, so the can news. <laughs> I got to ask you this as a parent. I'm very interested because I feel that people change not just as writers but as people when they have kids. Yes. How was that change for you becoming a parent as a as an artist as a writer? Yeah. Well, I think uh, as 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 a parent, I'm sure you know, children change us a lot and i think it's for the good because you know literature can become like a poison can make you so self-conscious and so self-centered and i think you have to learn that other people come first (laughs) 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 and that's good for you too that's a good lesson to to give yourself and 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 also just to be able to to love unconditionally like we love our children mm. is it's just a you know it just expands your heart yeah. really do you feel like at this point you have a good understanding of how you write or do you feel like you're still exploring how you write or is your process already set in place well because i am a bit chaotic <laughs> I don't know. But there is the I do appreciate the process. I think that is a process. <laughs> well, I, I, I do have a process, I have to say. I, I use the free write. Oh, okay. Uh, you know? Yeah. I yeah. love the free write. Me That's too. That's one thing I love. <laughs> <laughs> and I make myself write every day because you have to, to do it every day. So your brain and you have to go to that space every day and you yeah. have to have a discipline and you have to sit and just read mostly and write some, mm. I think. Yeah. Because uh, I personally, I cannot write without a lot of reading. I, yeah. it's, it's what feeds me. Absolutely. But definitely the discipline of uh, showing up, like they say. Yeah, yeah. Showing up is number <laughs> one, because otherwise it just stays in your head, right? right and right. it's hard when you have kids because it's so nice to be with them and to go out with them and you know, to enjoy I, them. <laughs> this is my biggest problem that I've been having because my son, you know, he's about to turn nine. He's, oh. he's, it's the best age. I mean, he's forming his own ideas. He's doing 
so much. And I'm over here podcasting, interviewing people, and I'm writing and I'm doing this and that. And at the end of the day, I'm like, how much percentage was spent on me just enjoying my time with my family? And I feel so guilty. I feel like this, what what am I doing? You know, like (laughs) it is is really hard. It's hard because you have to wake up early and then it's, it's hard to talk to other people sometimes in the mornings because (laughs) you need to go straight to the writing, right? Because if life gets on in the way, the writing is not the same. And I, I find it difficult uh, to have the family and the writing. Right. I I really do. I, we are always like being pulled, right? Yeah, From different directions. The other, different over. directions. Yeah. And that makes me feel very confused. <laughs> 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 and uh, my, my, my kids are getting older, so they... Well, my son still wants to, uh, to spend more time with me. Oh, good. But good. once they get older, you know, like yeah. my daughter's twenty, turning twenty-two, then they they have <laughs> they, they have their own. They don't thing want to see you. <laughs> like, mom, I'll see you in six months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, ah, you're so boring. <laughs> oh, but yet they come around, though. I I mean, they I, do. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> But I, got, I only got a couple more questions. I sure. know that we could go on for so long. Forever. I, I just for sure. love your energy. I love <laughs> your approach. And I feel like we're only scratching the surface. But maybe when, yeah. you know, when the book comes out or when you have a project that you're promoting, let me know so we can catch up again. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. Anytime, really. But, and also you send me your work my oh, way. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I, <laughs> I got to start writing again. <laughs> No, I'm I'm doing a lot of plays right now. Uh, so oh, I'll see. that's cool. Yeah, that's I'll, nice. I'll see what uh, what's on the horizon. Uh, wow. But let let me ask you this, just yes. to kind of wrap it up here. What's the name of your book, and when is it coming out? And what is your hope for tomorrow? And how can writing make a difference for everyone? Yeah. Big question. Well. <laughs> I have a few books coming out because of the pandemic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I see, have we didn't even get to talk about the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, we forgot about the, yeah, there's the just so much to talk about. <laughs> crushing reality of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should be its own uh, my, chapter. <laughs> my next book actually is a poetry book that's coming out at the Lisbon Book Fair. Oh, great. And uh, it's called Whales, Bromelias, and Other Natures. It's in Portuguese and it's just poems. Most of them I wrote in uh, Vermont. Oh, where really? I was in uh, near, I'd like Mount Mansfield in Vermont. I, I miss it so much. Oh. I don't know. I think I live there in another life or something <laughs> because I'm so connected to Mount Mansfield. Yeah. So, so um, I, I, I wrote so many uh, poems there and it was so inspiring. And when Louise Gluck got the Nobel Prize, she, she said that she was going to buy a house in Vermont. And oh, I totally wow. understood her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so, and I have a, a handbook coming out too uh, with my drawings and my, uh, it's like drawings and, and verses because I draw also mm-hmm. um, and I paint. I, I do a lot of visual work because I, it's, it's all connected. It's all the same hand. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and also the metaphysics of the square. Um, it's a novel 
and that's coming out uh, maybe in October so maybe at the literary fair in Brazil um, I have to see but it's, it's yeah those that's are very, the first very exciting <laughs> very exciting yeah. so keep keep us posted keep me posted uh yeah oh you asked me about the hope yeah hope? yeah I don't know you know because <laughs> Personally, I have a lot of hope for life in general, and I'm I'm optimistic. Uh, uh, but I do I do not believe literature is saving much, mm. because most of my work is like my fiction work is uh, one thing I have faith on is on the absurd. You know, oh. if something is going to turn out absurd, it's going to be absurd. Yeah. <laughs> so, now you so, you're, see this is the thing it takes us an hour to get to to get to the thing that really just elevates everything you're speaking my language this is absurd is everything right it's 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 all there is it's all in it's my the opinion. only certainty exactly right? oh bless you thank you so much <laughs> thank you Jaime so, it's a pleasure yeah this, this has you. been wonderful and I, I do hope that we get to catch up again because now we need to talk yes. about the absurd for another yes. three days <laughs> yeah that would be so cool <laughs> that's amazing yeah please please and um, let's let's keep in touch absolutely please. absolutely so <laughs> Thank you again for your time, for for your Thank absurdism, you. uh, for the work <laughs> that you're doing, and for finding a way to bridge the gaps of cultural creativity. It's just kind of yes. coming together because we need not that. easy. Yeah, we need that not a lot. easy. And you know, one thing we didn't talk about, but it's the difficulty about translating work. Oh my gosh, that's another topic. <laughs> We have a lot to talk about, so we'll, we, might, we might schedule something later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank um, you so much. Yeah, gracias. Thank you, Katia. Muchas Cuídate. gracias. Yeah. Take care. We'll talk Cuídate. soon. <laughs> talk soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey there. Before I go, I just wanted to thank you for listening to the podcast. If you're enjoying Arts Calling, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast wherever you listen to these episodes. Every little bit helps to bring awareness about these wonderful artists that we're featuring on this podcast. And don't forget to say hi. I'm over on Twitter at CruiseFolio, and I would love to hear from you, love to know what you're working on, and I wish you the best in life and craft. Make art, make haste, and much love.